this is an extremely dangerous act that's uh, being performed. It only takes that one time or that one incident you're going to take somebody's life. But right now we're advising these drivers that we're stopping and contacting the, the dangers that it's going to cause and that their behavior could kill somebody. And, you know, their state will charge somebody with murder uh, if they are involved in this type of activity and kill somebody. Welcome to Crime News Insider. This is Jorge Del Portillo. And with me, as always, is Lori Hoff. How are you doing, Lori? I'm doing well. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. Today's episode, we're going to discuss a dangerous trend that is happening across the country called sideshows or street takeovers, where numerous cars block an intersection and perform dangerous stunts. A lot of people have posted it on social media. You know, what is going on? They hear these loud noises and we've just seen this across the country in the news. Yeah, I think that's the danger, perhaps, of social media, right? Where where something takes off in one part of the country, we're now seeing it pop up in other parts of the country, largely because of social media, I think. But, you know, we've always had street racing, right. Jorge. I mean, we've always seen that. And that's always dangerous. We prosecute street racing. We've seen, you know, deadly results from street racing. But this is a little different. Right. This is something new that we haven't seen. Um, it pretty much popped up last year. But recently, a couple of days ago in Bristol, Connecticut, you know, it, that was in the news. And recently here, here in Southern California, in L.A., a man was apparently beaten during a street takeover in South LA and also just just a little bit ago two women died were who were in a car that were fleeing one of these street takeovers and it's happening here in San Diego according to an NBC report the San Diego Police Department have identified 172 people or vehicles that were involved in these street takeovers so with us to talk about this issue is Sergeant John Ample from the San Diego Police Department. Sergeant John Ample, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you. I'm doing good. How are you? Good. So can you tell our audience, you know, what are these street takeovers and why are they so dangerous? Well, I think you did a pretty good job explaining it. Um, however, it is uh, basically an exhibition of speed. It's an informal demonstration of vehicle stunts that include a large number of people and vehicles. Uh, and what the people do, the spectators, is they're actually part of the takeover. They form a rudimentary circle, which we call pit. And they circle vehicles, usually in the intersection or even in a parking lot. And inside that pit, you have vehicles that are doing those sideshow maneuvers, such as donuts, the burnouts. Uh, we call ghost riding, where they'll be hanging outside the window. Uh, holding on to the steering wheel as a car is doing the donuts and they do uh, multiple um, burnouts and sideshow activity in tandem with multiple vehicles. Mm. And uh, their goal is to get as close to the pedestrians that are standing around the road as possible uh, while they're swinging the car. Wait, I'm sorry. So the goal is to get as close as you can to the pedestrians that are standing by. Well, they want to have it nice and close for the videos and they tell people to stand back. But unfortunately, everybody wants to be that next social media sensation. So everybody's out there. They're focusing on their phones and not the cars. And just like any vehicle that's sitting there, when you're losing traction, the car is going to swing left or right, depending on the direction they're going. And uh, we see numerous spectators and sometimes innocent bystanders are getting hit. Uh, during these maneuvers, I've seen some videos where they're they're just jumping out of the way at the last second. So dangerous. And not only that, they they some of the spectators. Part of their goal is also to run between the cars that are what they call swinging. 
um, and they'll run into the center of the pit. They're setting off fireworks. Uh, there are individuals that will stand in the path of that swinging car and try to jump uh, over the vehicle, the hood or the trunk as the vehicle is swinging by them. So uh, numerous videos on that. And I've been on the department for over 17 years. And when I first started learning about the street racing, that's all it was. It was a point A to point B. And this is what they were street right. racing on. A couple of years ago, the department asked me to start crafting some training in regards to this new uh, sideshow, which is not really new overall. It started off in the Bay Area in LA and those two cities will argue who started it. Uh, now we're seeing it nationwide. And a lot of it started up from the pandemic. We feel everything was locked down and closed. Uh, we started seeing a lot of the car shows popping up. And, you know, many of the car shows are, are you know, they're not nefarious. They were just people looking for a being or a belonging. But now you have that element that has derived from that. And we're starting to see these sideshows. Sergeant, when you, we've talked about why it's dangerous for pedestrians and onlookers. Um, it, it seems like there's some other maybe unintended dangers or consequences for these types of events. What ha- what else have you seen emerge or come about because of these types of takeovers? Well, I rarely say that we've we have definitely uncovered a nexus of separate crimes that are coming from these these groups. Uh, the biggest thing we're seeing, obviously, is the DUIs, the driving under the influence of either alcohol or narcotics. Many of their social media videos show them actively drinking alcohol um, and or uh, doing narcotics. We're also seeing a big trend with uh, with something called a purple drink, where they're mixing cough syrup coating with soda. Lean. That's big. There you go. Uh, And not only that, we were seeing, you know, a whole nexus of other crimes that are flowing from these takeover crowds. And that include uh, fraud, whether it's insurance fraud, court fraud, or DMV fraud, where they're registering their vehicles fraudulently. They're putting fake addresses or they're bypassing the smog requirements. Because most of these vehicles, in order to either race or perform these maneuvers, they have to make modifications to their car uh, for them to successfully do this. And those modifications alone uh, cause an issue with the emissions. So becoming more polluting vehicles out there and they're bypassing those smog requirements. And are there, is there like this crossover then you're seeing basically, you know, modified cars, race cars, like the typical cars that we would see that are modified to race are the type of cars that we're seeing doing these stunts. Right. So, you know, the biggest, you know, we're, especially for us have been around for a while, we identify all them as street racers and they're not, it's really a street scene problem. Mm. There's three separate factions that we're seeing from this community. You have one, the typical street racers, the one are out there, they're betting for, you know, point A to point B or that, you know, that distance between point A to point B to race for money or for fun. Then you have the takeover crews, the sideshows. Takeover actually comes from a club in Los Angeles. Uh, It's called Takeover and that just it caught. So it's really a sideshow takeover when they take over the intersection. And then you have the park and chills, which are the car clubs. And, you know, there's animosity between the three of them, the three different clubs there. There's there's issues from time to time between them. And then there's separate clubs within that culture itself. So here in San Diego, we have about three or four well-known car clubs, quote, uh, that participate in that sideshow activity. I want to know when I when I've seen a couple of these videos and and I haven't seen all of them the way that you have, but there's a lot of people that show up. How do they? organized? How do they get know that this is even happening? 
Well, social media, uh, definitely it's the generational age where, you know, they communicate via social media platforms and there's several um, and they're arranged. Uh, so unless you're actively or understanding how they, they, they work their social media platforms, uh, it's, it's, it's tough to know when they're going to pop it up and they're, and they're extremely careful. Uh, they don't post uh, addresses or locations up to the point where uh, it's going to happen. So it's really hard for uh, some law enforcement agencies to prepare for something like that. And they, you know, they, they, they know our area, they know the response uh, that's going on in the city. So we have crafted a, a different enforcement option and tool to hopefully educate and stop the behavior. And when you use the term takeover, you were saying takeover at an intersection. This is just a regular intersection where people might encounter that they literally take over by by forming. I, I don't know. They do they block traffic. They 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 stop everyone from entering that intersection so they could do this these maneuvers and stunts in this pit. Correct. So what they do is they identify an intersection they're going to go to, and once they have enough spectators that are there standing on the sidewalk direction of whoever's running that sideshow or takeover uh, is going to be, okay, block it off, shut down the intersection. Mm-hmm. And what the spectators do, they'll start forming a circle around the intersection, blocking any and all traffic. And they use their cars too. So they'll block the roadways. They'll stop their cars. They'll get out, uh, which leaves no room for any other uninvolved motorists to get around. And then it's really hard for law enforcement then to also get access to the pit. So, Sergeant Apple, if, if someone sees these takeovers and they call the, the police, you know, what do you do as a sergeant of, you know, with you and your police officers? How do you respond to these? And what's the danger like to you? Because I imagine there's a lot of people there. It's very dangerous for officers that are responding to this. There is when you have a large group like this, um, there is animosity and, and violence towards responding officers. We, we have numerous incidents where uh, rocks and bottles, uh, even the fireworks are being thrown mm. at, at officers responding to the scene. And it's quite typical. So this is not something you're just going to send one or two officers in. So when people do call 911 to report this, it's, it's being monitored. We're following it. We are monitoring it. Uh, we just have to be a little more careful how we respond to it. Uh, just understand that when you have two, 300 people standing in the roadway, uh, to send one or two officers just to deal with that alone is extremely dangerous. So we just ask people to keep calling the police, uh, report these incidents. Don't get involved. Don't go outside. We don't want anybody getting injured or hurt. Don't confront them. Just call law enforcement. And uh, if you are able to see a license plate from the safety of your home, or a description of the cars. This is what's really good information to pass to the dispatchers because we may not be able to affect an arrest right then and there, but we are watching this, we're monitoring it, and we are doing follow-up investigations for prosecution. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Like, don't don't get involved. It could turn very bad very quickly, it seems. And I don't know, there, there's a lot that could go wrong, especially with that many people out there. So yeah, thank you. That's That's good advice. And these are also, this is also happening in neighborhoods, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I've, I've seen apartment complexes nearby. I've seen people who live and watch it happen right, right beneath them. Yeah. This isn't where they're going to go off into some area that's dark and desolate. They, they want to go somewhere where they're going to get that media attention. That's a lot part of the thrill. And a lot of times when this stuff makes social media and their acts make uh, the uh, news broadcasts, they uh, make music videos out of it. So they start splicing in some of the the news broadcasts that come out and they're making their music videos and then videos of their vehicles involved in this type of behavior. So 
they actually thrive on the attention that they're getting. There are options for people who want to perform these stunts that are on a closed court or closed track. Viejas has it, Brona. I think sometimes they have a small uh, area that they allow them to do it. And there's a few places up in Orange County. However, the, the real thrill is the fact that they're able to do this on a city street. They get the attention out of it. Yeah. And speaking of attention, I mean, it's not like it's a secret when they're out there. And in fact, they're frequently setting off fireworks, right? I mean, they're, they want the attention. They're seeking the attention. What, so now that they've caught our attention, what are the laws out there that we can use to hold some of these people accountable for some of these crimes? Well, there's, there's several laws in the book. The problem is actually identifying who was involved and mm. be able to push forth with the prosecution. Obviously, the driving itself, uh, it's a violation of the vehicle code. So there's sections that are for reckless driving and for exhibition of speed. Uh, I know the state right now is codifying language to identify or uh, define what a sideshow is. Uh, and I know that they're looking at further laws to increase the penalty for the behavior. Um, other things that they, you know, they're doing is it's, it is vandalism. Uh, they're out there on the roadway. The one intersection they hit downtown at Pacific Highway and, and Broadway, uh, which is right there in the heart of downtown, uh, just from that one night takeover, the cost for the city to repair that is well over $12,000. Wow. So a small one lane intersection, you know, it, it, for them to burn up the just the limit lines and the paint that's on the road, that's about an $1,800 fix. And as that roadway and the geometry of the the complexity of the roadway increases, so does the cost. And another example is uh, Genesee up near UTC, where they did that takeover right in front of the mall under the trolley tracks. That was about an $8,000 repair. Uh, same with the recent one over on uh, Market and uh, Fort, or I'm sorry, Ocean View and 40th Street. That one cost about $3,500. Uh, they repaired it and then they hit it again three days later. So, the city is really incurring a heavy cost to, and you, you know, especially with the limit lines and the pedestrian crosswalks, they have to be well marked. So they're out there constantly repainting these these roadways, and it's costing you know the city and the taxpayers money. What is your department doing to to respond to deal with this increase? Uh, right now, we're currently we're, we're our goal is to identify a majority of these drivers that are participating. Uh, as you're aware that we wrote, we're, I think we're up to about 58 affidavits right now, uh, where we got court orders to seize vehicles uh, that are involved. And we're hoping that's going to educate some of the younger drivers. We've had a couple of uh, hearings with the, the court and some of the parents showed up and they were completely unaware that their uh, of age child uh, in that's operating their car is doing these stunts in the road. So, I mean, part of part of the the messaging needs to go out to our high schools and our parents and our teachers for education on what these what the unintended dangers are, frankly, for this type of behavior. I agree 100 uh, percent. We also now we're you know looking at pursuing investigations and prosecution into that felony vandalism. Uh, for the fraud against the court, against the insurance companies, we're seeing incidents where they're involved in a collision and they make a fraudulent report to the insurance company to get their cars repaired because a lot of these vehicles that are involved in the sideshows, it's not unusual to see at least one person or another vehicle 
collide uh, during these events. And that's pretty much on whatever basis they're doing this, especially when it's a sideshow takeover. And have you seen violence at some of these events? Correct. Uh, we've, we've had incidents where they got into a fight with either each other or with uninvolved motorists or pedestrians. Well, I really appreciate you coming on to tell us about this, this growing concern that we have in San Diego. What What's the message? I mean, this is sort of your opportunity to to give the public service announcement to those listening here in San Diego and and to our listeners um, throughout the country about the dangers. And what would what would you say about that? Exactly that. This is an extremely dangerous act that's uh, being performed. It only takes that one time or that one incident you're going to take somebody's life. Well, right now we're advising these drivers that we're stopping and contacting the, the dangers that it's going to cause and that their behavior could kill somebody. And, you know, their state will charge somebody with murder uh, if they are involved in this type of activity and kill somebody. So uh, I'm hoping that, you know, at least with the enforcement we're doing now and, and then the, the awareness that we're pushing out to the public, that not only are the people who are involved, but the families that may have an idea or are seeing their vehicles being modified to be used like this, that they step in and and try to make a change before somebody else is killed or seriously hurt. Fantastic message. So yes, we could charge you with the crime. We could charge you with reckless driving. We could seize your car. Um, We could even charge you with the homicide if, if if it comes to that. Sergeant John Ample with the San Diego Police Department. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. All right. Thank you. Appreciate your time. Oh, but one final Ah, one final thing. You're not going to get off. You the think hook. you're done, yes. but you're not. You have to take Jorge's quiz. Uh, so each episode, we look at the laws on the books where two are real, one is fake, and see if you could guess which one is the fake. The theme is street laws or highway laws, traffic laws. Very apropos. Okay. You, wor- you work at the uh, traffic division. Currently, correct. Oh, perfect. This this will be a no brainer for you then. Um, so here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. A, in Nevada, it's illegal to ride a camel on the highway. B, in Alabama, it's illegal to ride a motorcycle without wearing shoes. And C, in Vermont, it's illegal to ride a snowmobile on the highway. Two are real. One is fake. And see if you could guess which one is the fake. John, uh, Sergeant John Ample. That's a good one, Jorge. Two are actually real. So, Sergeant Ample, if you, uh, I will ask you to go first since you are our resident expert. Well, it's kind of cheating a little bit. Is that a state? But Uh, I know. (laughs) uh, 24 years in the military. So, I got to go around a lot of states. So, I know that the Alabama one is real. There we go. Oh, no. I should have Lori go first. There we go. (laughs) And then I got a ringer. I got a ringer here. So, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of the safety aspect. I've been, I'm actually from the Northeast. I'm from New York originally. So I know that in Maine, you could ride a snowmobile because most of the time, if the roads got snow on it, you could ride it. The camel one, I've never heard of that one before, but I'm assuming it's going to be a safety issue for the camel on the roadway because cars are going to still be on there. So my guess, I know I got the lieutenant mayor, but my guess is going to be That's my guess. Camel. Okay. That's A. Lori, what do you think? Oh, I was torn between the the camel and the snowmobile because obviously people are going to try to ride their motorcycles without shoes in Alabama. <laughs> so um, 
can a camel ride a snowmobile in Vermont? <laughs> I, I'm going to, uh, well, obviously I'm agreeing with the ringer here that A, camel false. Okay. So you're both going in on A. Let's start with B. In Alabama, it's illegal to ride a motorcycle without wearing shoes. Both of you think this one is real and this one is a law on the books. It's section 325A245B. No person shall operate or ride upon a motorcycle or motor driven cycle unless he or she is wearing shoes. There you go. Kind of makes sense. There we go. Easy. Easy. You know, it must have been a huge problem where they actually had to pass <laughs> it at the legislature. People were losing their feet. All right. So let's go to C in Vermont. It's illegal to ride a snowmobile on the highway. Both of you think this one is real and this one is real. You guys are correct. Oh. Good job. This is 23... Uh, Vermont statutes or VSA 3206, a snowmobile shall not be operated on a public highway unless it's not being maintained and plowed for use by a motor vehicle. So during the snow season, so you can write it, I guess, if it's not plowed, which is interesting. That answer in Maine. So I was kind of hoping that Vermont was going to be the same way. So yeah, it sounds like uh, it's a thing. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, rules with snowmobiles over there. So it kind of makes sense. That all means A, in Nevada, it's illegal to ride a camel on the highway. That one is the fake. But if you go on the internet, I went on the internet for weird traffic laws, everyone says it's illegal to ride a camel on the highway in Nevada. But I look up the Nevada revised statutes. I look up all the laws. Nope. It looks like it's an internet rumor. There was one site that said it was illegal in 1875 because they had imported a bunch of camels. To, because they would be good in the desert. And then it ended up being bad for their hooves walking on the specific kind of dirt here. And there was a bunch of camels just dying out in the desert. So supposedly they pass a law, but I'd never found a law. I think it's an internet rumor. So go ahead and ride your camel on the highway next time you go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> that is good to know. Good job, Sergeant Ample. Thank you so much for joining the podcast and educating our listeners about this uh, growing trend. Appreciate it. I have to thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Lori, thank you as always. Oh, it was a pleasure. All right. And until next time, this is the Crime News Insider Podcast. on this podcast are solely of the speakers and do not reflect the views of the Deputy DA Association nor the District Attorney. Questions and comments can be sent to crimenewsinsider at gmail.com. Please leave a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to this show. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at San Diego DDAs. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Well,